This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Welcome back to the program. Ramia Muthan, Kelly McDonald, host of the show. And I'm always, always astounded, ladies and gentlemen. It never quits with the amazing subjects that the contributors bring to the program. When you think, okay, you know what? We've been doing this five plus years. What could Danielle do to kind of give us a, oh, wow, never thought of that. And I think, Rum, today when we bring her on in a moment, we're going we're gonna to really do a lot of, Oh, wow, that's silly. Oh, wow, that's amazing. I didn't know. Yeah, we always do it with a lot of our subjects and topics anyway, um, but this one particularly. Yeah, hmm. it's really astounding, and I love when we get into talking, particularly about things that you just don't know about. You stop and say, I didn't even know that someone would conjure that up or the reason why. Anyway, I'm, I'm prolonging it, folks. Let's bring on Danielle McLaughlin, and we'll talk Know Your Rights. Let's examine questions that can't be answered by a simple yes or no. Join me, Danielle McLaughlin, when we talk about how freedoms collide on Know Your Rights. So let me set the stage for you, ladies and gentlemen. It's the beginning of September. Kids are back at school. Ah, yes, some of us are getting used to those (laughs) blasted school rules. Some of us even remember, it's a ways back, but some of us remember being annoyed by those rules at some point. And some of us are scratching our heads scratch, 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 about those darn rules. Now, Danielle, it may sound like an absolutely silly question, but why do we have rules at school? Oh, there we are. You go go into school, and almost the first thing that classrooms from kindergarten on up tell you are, now, we have rules, or some teachers are a little more enlightened. We need to agree on these rules. And with any luck, kids can come up. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Go ahead, Kelly. Danielle, Danielle we're having a bit of trouble yeah. hearing you now. Sounds oh. like you might have bumped your microphone. You kind of faded on us a little bit. Oh, gosh. All right. Let me try. See if we can get that sorted out for yeah. da- Danielle doing the today. magic. All right. How's this? Yes. There you go. There That's you better. Go. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. I'm sorry about that. Now, now you came no. into the room, Teach. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's what it is. So, The schools usually promulgate rules, and sometimes classrooms do as well. And they often come up with a good rationale. For example, Mm -hmm. safety, because, you know, as I like to say, no one ever goes out picketing saying down with safety. Yeah, exactly. Um, Health and hygiene, um, disruption. They want to prevent disruption of classrooms, and how you define disruption is uh, uh, up to the observer. This one I always love, obedience and respect for authority. Now, there are times where that is really important, and there are times where it is downright absurd. Uh, of course, achievement, they want students to learn and be able to uh, you know, achieve something during their schooling years. How about this one? Confirmation to community standards. Should we be seeking conformity among our students? Well, Many schools think so, and they think that they have to understand and learn what community standards are and, um, you know, how they must comply with those community standards. Well, the first question that 
I always ask when I've, you know, faced with a whole set of rules and I'm given purposes that I may or may not agree with is, do those rules work? So, for example, many schools have a no hats rule. Um, and when, whoops. <laughs> and when you ask why, they often say, well, it, it's to show respect. Um, right. Th- right. And in, in the same light, the, the, many of the, these schools that have a no hats rule also have a rule about respecting multiculturalism or respecting different faiths or respecting different ways of doing things. So we have an immediate class. class. We know that, yeah. yeah, in some in some religions and in some cultures, wearing one's head covered is an important sign of respect. Taking your hat off is a, an important sign of respect for other people. So those will come into collision uh, in, in many schools. I am hard put to believe that a dress code achieves much that uh, speaks to safety, health and hygiene, that it uh, you know prevents disruption, that it makes people uh, obedient and respectful of authority. In fact, my experience has been it does the opposite because, you know, contempt is really big among school kids and you don't need to go out and seek contempt. They, they know how to do it really well. What, what about and if community, you come- though? Right. Well, like, what about community standards? Exactly. That would be what the excuse would be that we're teaching you that when you get a job doing this, that, the other thing, or you're in public, the proper dress code, or you should want to present yourself well. But there is no law that someone can't wear their favorite rocker T-shirt where in school, you yeah. know, if there may be a curse word on it, they may not be allowed to do so. Well, and also, what is it that you expect the kids to do? So if you're going to be getting at a, a job in a fast food restaurant, you're probably going to have to wear a uniform. Right. If you're going to go to court, you're going to, if you're a lawyer, you're going to have to wear, you know, be gowned mm-hmm. uh, for that purpose. Um, so the question is, dressed appropriately for what? So in, in schools, uh, they have a sense of appropriateness that may or may not have anything to do with community standards. When I was going to school, and we're talking about the early 1600s here, um, you know, <laughs> girls had to wear dresses. Now, not only did they have to wear, well, skirts were okay too. Skirts or dresses, no trousers. If, if either a boy or a girl wore jeans to school, they would be sent home immediately. That was not considered appropriate. And I have trouble seeing kids who aren't wearing jeans to school in most high high schools these days. Have community standards changed? Um, Well, we certainly wore jeans on the weekends or after school when I was a kid. Um, But here are some rules that you just, you're going to enjoy because they are downright absurd. Okay. Mm -hmm. No touching, including no high fives, no fist bumps, no hugging, um, because touching can lead to violence. Now, the last time I hugged somebody, it really didn't lead to violence. Um, and many people can tell the difference between good touch and bad touch. But they've solved this by saying in this particular school, no touching. No touching. No touching. How about this one? No making best friends. Oh. Now, most of us who have gone to school have discovered our best friends at school. Many of us have, not everybody, but uh, making a best friend at school is not exactly a unique experience. Well, 
some schools have decided that this leaves out other kids, that if two kids have decided that they're best friends, that they are excluding others and therefore no one is allowed to have yeah. a best friend. Everybody oh, has to be on an equal be basis. Why. That sounds yeah. like a workplace get, saying, look, we don't want fraternizing in any yeah. way, so just come yeah. do your well, job like and get no out. it like the no winners or no losers in competitions. You know, like everybody right. gets ha- a medal. That's, that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and try to explain that to a group of eight-year-olds. Um, <laughs> you know, how about no ketchup in school? Uh, ketchup it has been as in the ketchup. condiment? Oh. Yes, that's right. No, no, um, so you, can't... you don't have to better your grades. <laughs> you don't have to catch yeah. up. No ketchup. No, no, no. Stay yeah, behind. Right. <laughs> So it's been decided that it's unhealthy by certain schools. Some schools in Europe have a no outside food rule. You have to eat the lunches that are provided in school. And I, you can see Ooh. that that's equality. And it's also <laughs> supposedly to make, make you make healthy choices. If you've looked at some of that food, you might wonder about that one. Mm-hmm. No cough drops. Um, <laughs> I know. Because uh, it could be mistaken for candy. <laughs> and, oh, uh, oh wow. right. I thought it was a cough candy. Well, it is, yeah. And yeah. besides, somebody <laughs> might choke. You never know. Right. Um, okay, how's this one? No raising hands. Oh, if you want to answer, answer the question, you have to wait for the teacher to call on whomever the teacher chooses to call on. Oh, my on. goodness. I know. Oh, and they'd, that's find, because... they'd find out I wouldn't know anything. I'd keep calling on the ones I don't know. It's like doing... A quiz. That's why we outbanned them off of this show. He's banned Well, and, and some people have said that it's really unfair to call on kids who aren't prepared or yes. who are too shy to speak in, right. in their class. And or they're the ones Any that number would of get, reasons. They're the ones who would be get zeroed on, in on the most. Um, Danielle, I'm sorry. The last one, I, I, there was something I was going to add to that one. About no uh, raising hands? No, the, or the that, cough drops. The cough drop is interesting, yeah. too, because you start wondering how many things are... The liability of everything and oh and outside of whether it's, you know, having contact, whether it's the choking thing that you mentioned and things like that as we get away from, oh, we can't have fountains because this and that, but you can't not be without water. So we'll put everything in bottles and, and food things. We don't want things from outside because, they're, they're, you know, mm-hmm. you, you start saying, is it allergies? Is it the protection of it almost sounds like you know when you when you have an event at a, a library and they say well you can't or or not a library but a place and they tell you well you can't bring public food and we use this vendor to bring food in and yeah. the, you know you pay them which right. an enormous fee which <laughs> is which sandwiches. isn't a liability issue it might no. be a union issue That's it might be right. a contract issue so yeah, uh, it's agreement. hard to know with these kinds of rules, what their actual purposes That's are. It. And as I've said before, if you don't know the purpose of a, of a rule, if you can't figure it out, it is on its face unfair. So what kids learn when you have absurd rules, and I'll have a few more for you, um, is that the authorities are unfair. Mm-hmm. So instead of engendering respect for authority, you start finding that kids think that they're just being controlled. Well, and and they're being controlled for some reason. Right. And we know that there are schools that will only permit people to use the washrooms three times a term. Now, just imagine if you're somebody with a medical condition, Mm. you have to reveal that medical condition to your teacher or to the authorities because you can get an exemption if you have this doctor's note. But that really implies that you're willing to give up a lot of private information. Otherwise, imagine that you just get caught short one day. You didn't have a chance to use the toilet during recess uh, because there was a big queue, as there often are. Um, 
And I know that there are schools that have been trying to fight, for example, the amount of graffiti in the washroom. And if the school has several washrooms, they will close the one with the, the graffiti. Uh, if all the washrooms have graffiti, they right. have been known to close all the washrooms. Well, they'll punish so what everyone, kids, of course. That's right, because you punish everyone, everyone if one person has done something they ought not to do. And this is the very basis of unfairness. So, you know, some of these rules are not well thought out. One of the ones that uh, I read about, and I think this is in um, Japan, only white underwear may be worn. Now, first of all, uh, query, how do they know what underwear exactly. you're wearing? Do you, do, do you, you know? walk through an x-ray machine, which would be an incredible invasion if that was even... Well, or do they check? I mean, if oh you really... Goodness. I know. No balls allowed because people have been hit by balls. And I'm sure that you're aware that in the winter, there are many Canadian schools that won't let you pick up the snow. Yeah. No snowballs, nothing that where you pick up the snow. Now... What's the point of living in a country that has winter if you can't make <laughs> snowballs? <laughs> or, right? I mean, if you can't play with the snow, then then why bother? You know, well, we have to ask questions about those. But we also need to ask some questions about odd rules that regulate teachers' behaviors. Um, for example, there are certain schools that say teachers are not allowed to use red ink or red pens when marking students' work. Why? Uh, well, you know, stu- because, kids could be like bulls, right? They might see red. Yeah. Well, because it's considered too aggressive. Oh, okay. So, yeah, you don't respond uh, to a student. You don't correct their errors. You correct them in. You don't correct them in red. You correct them in green or blue or yellow if you have a high highlighter. Because colors. somehow, yeah, less aggressive. If you think that's true, good luck on that one. Yeah. Uh, as as. Ramia has said no giving first place for contest winners because, uh, you know, then the rest of the kids will will feel bad. And it always reminds me of one of our family's favorite stories. When when my husband was little, he had a, a dog and it wasn't a particular it was not the sort of dog that a, a, is award winning. And he um, he entered it into a, uh, the, you know, a dog contest in his neighborhood and. They tried to give everybody a prize, and his dog got a prize for having the pointiest tail. <laughs> so that's you know, a sharp dog. That's exactly. So you know, if you have to give the kids awards for every single thing, it gets a little ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And there often is a kid who is, you know, has has achieved better than they did the term before. And why wouldn't you want them to know that that they have done well? Okay. Some schools uh, or principals, I ought to say, mm-hmm. have eliminated um, teachers' workrooms or lounges. And the principals have done this because they say that the teachers are spending too much time talking <laughs> and they ought to be working. And you can imagine how teachers feel about that. Wow. Uh, <sighs> similarly, some principals have eliminated coffee. No coffee for teachers. Why? Because the students can't have coffee. So your teacher cannot sit in front of you with a cup of coffee at 8 o'clock in the morning because you're not allowed to have coffee. My question is, why can't everybody have coffee who wants it? That's right. So that's... And, okay, this one I, I love. No 
the teachers are not permitted to talk in the school parking lot. No talking what? in the parking lot. Because the principal of that particular school is concerned the teachers may be talking about her. So, <laughs> And my guess is with those kinds of rules, they probably are. are. Yeah. And you know, if right? it's a Canadian yeah. school, they're probably saying, good, we'll go inside and talk about it where it's warm. Oh, God. Well, I mean, you, as I say, you can't make this stuff up. But you know that a lot of schools have dress codes, but they've also used to and in some places still have codes about hairstyle and hair length. And one of those rules in the United States went to a court. A, a student who had long hair, a boy, complained. And he said, and the, the judge said, while there is no right to a particular hairstyle, he didn't say that. He said, after due consideration, I fail to find any rational connection between the health, discipline, or achievement of a particular child wearing a hairstyle which touches his ears or curls around his neck and the child who does not. The <laughs> gamut of rationalizations for justifying this restriction fails in light of reasoned analysis. When school authorities complain variously that such hairstyles are inspired by a com communist conspiracy, that they make boys look like girls, that they promote confusion as to the use of the restrooms, and that they destroy the student's moral fiber, then it is a little wonder even moderate students complain of getting up tight. <laughs> In final analysis, I am satisfied a comprehensive school restriction on male student hairstyles accomplishes little more than to project the prejudices and personal tastes of certain adults in authority mm -hmm. onto the impressionable young student. <laughs> Danielle, <Yeah. laughs> awesome. Personally, all the rules were silly to me, especially the one you couldn't roller skate down the stairs. What's that all about? Yeah. What's that all about? Slide down yeah. the banister. <laughs> Danielle, thank you very much. That's interesting, and some of them make you stop and say, Oh, well, I kind of get that one. And then you worry about yourself and say, why do I kind of <laughs> get that one? Take care. Thank you. Talk next week. Danielle McLaughlin joins us on Mondays. We do our Know Your Rights segment with her. And she was taking us back to school today with some weird school rules. Up next, we'll tell you a little bit about our show for tomorrow. See what's going on over there on TV with the Now with Dave Brown gang. And reconvene after the break. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.